What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. Speaking of not shutting up about guitar and a daily guitar podcast, um, it's a bit of a funny thing when I think about that concept and talk to people not from the guitar world about it. It's a bit of a, a joke about it of like, how can you possibly have enough stuff to talk about to do so many episodes of a podcast? How can there be all these YouTube channels and stuff all talking about guitar all the time how can there possibly be enough things to talk about and i think there are enough things to give more exposure to that are interesting that are unique that are different there's always different perspectives and interesting things to talk about with any topic um guitar included if you run a i don't know uh current affairs and politics perhaps a podcast youtube channel there's always things to talk about there i think most people have a connection to that so they understand a bit more how you could do that every day but that's still a hobby and an interest that's developing all the time um if you look at it in that kind of broader sense i know it goes beyond that as well but there's always something to talk about there um you know if you run a podcast on fishing or cars or like whatever there's always stuff that's constantly going to be talked about look at all the video game channels out there and all of that stuff um and I think there is a such a wealth of interesting stuff going on. So many interesting builders and characters and innovators across the industry and across music to talk to. And that's the thing. I tried to put a big emphasis, not just on gear, but always coming back to music. And when you bring that into it and think this is everything that's linked to guitars and music and what we can learn as players, like, of course, there's endless or seemingly endless stuff to talk about. Which makes me kind of feel annoyed sometimes when it feels like we're going over the same conversations again and again. And I don't mean people talking about, are you a Strat guy or a Les Paul guy? I don't mean people talking about, oh, there are too many tube screamers out there. I don't even mean gear reviews and whether that's happening too much. These are all conversations that I actually think happen because we all enjoy connecting with some of those basic conversations. It's almost like the basic stuff. It's like the the kind of icebreaker sometimes in a way. You're talking to a new group of people who you don't know their opinions on stuff and you go like, yeah, what do you think about this this app or this thing or this, you know, insert classic gearhead guitar people conversation in here, man. You know, stuff like that. Um, you know, or you're developing your taste all the time. So it comes up again and again and again. Oh, you know, I just, I just don't know how I feel now about X or Y. Again, insert classic thing that we love to talk about, classic gearhead, guitar nerd conversation. I'm not talking about that. I mean more the debate stuff, the kind of like big issue stuff. Like, you know, and I've even covered stuff like this on here. And I'll continue to. But I always try and give it some kind of new perspective. And it's not because I think I have an interesting perspective to give. I really don't. <laughs> I do it because that's the only way I will talk about it is if I find something that piques my curiosity in it. And it's not interesting to just run over the same conversations again and again and again and again, especially at the very superficial level. And I just get kind of bored of it. And you know what? The other reason I'm bringing it up is because I see a lot of other people expressing that same kind of weariness, tiredness at some of these things coming up. And I just feel like as a community, 
there are much more interesting ways to talk about some of the individual issues that get wrapped up in these kind of big superficial kind of umbrella statements or controversial ideas or whatever and there's also lots more interesting things to talk about besides you know there's there's so many of us who don't know so much about amazing things that are happening in the world of guitar music guitar innovation inventions crazy cool amazing guitars made by crazy people in sheds somewhere all of this stuff which is why i try to focus on that stuff but i do want to talk today about one of those conversations to kind of prove my point someone's gone out there and made a bunch of statements which i think fall into this category of like i'm kind of bored of hearing this overarching statement it's a conversation that i'm not really that interested in unless we get to um, hearing others opinions on it so you know people who i don't know that well getting their opinions on it people come out with interesting nuances um you know the conversation is not tired out it's not there's nothing to say but the big overarching statement is this big boring thing and i'm kind of tired of it just feeling a bit round in circles but within it and within these statements there's actually lots of very interesting things that we could have spent our time focusing on and instead we focused on the controversial thing that's my point all of these big conversations which i'm kind of saying aren't we tired as a community of having these same conversations have really interesting things in it and have nuances and have perspectives that we could bring out which would be really interesting and that's what i find interesting but we get caught up sometimes in going around the cycle whether it's the the spiciness of the controversy of that or just the outright meme ability of it i don't know but like <laughs> yeah i don't know but like i want to give these comments that i'm about to go through right now as the perfect example because these comments actually have some really interesting things in it which have a lot to do with a lot of interesting topics but when these statements were made the discussion that came about was a very tired pretty boring discussion overall again at that like superficial overarching level that i don't think is nearly as interesting as going into a bunch of the details of it doesn't mean the conversation is not worth having in that overall way in some ways but i think it's been had a lot and there's more interesting ways to develop the conversation so these comments fall into the rock music is dead category because that's exactly what this person said so someone else again has come out and you know opened that can of worms or dredged up that absolute tired old shipwreck of a conversation of rock music is dead now if you listen to this podcast you know that i spend an enormous amount of time actually yeah i've spent quite a lot of time so far <laughs> pointing out all the ways that guitar music is constantly evolving is very exciting the guitar is becoming all the time cooler and more heavily turned to across all kinds of genres including a bunch of genres that a bunch of you won't like but just to prove the pure point of it's still a relevant instrument there you go i've pointed out the kind of dissemination of the mainstream the fact that whilst rock might and guitar heavy music might not kind of own the top 40 pop radio mainstream whatever area like it did back in the 50s and 60s um one in my personal opinion it hasn't ever since that time since those two decades it hasn't ever got back to that in the 80s it was dominated by synth pop and there was guitar music in there as well and guitar music was crazy popular but like you tune into the main radio stations 
it was not a lot of the guitar gods who we hold up now people knew who they were they were big they were famous but people also know who like a bunch of guitar players today are so what's your point anyway um you know and it was different musical tastes were different like shred was a big thing so there's a lot of like guys that we would guitar geek out on who were more in the mainstream and today the musical tastes don't fit well with uh, with some of the guys in terms of genre and where they fit who are big kind of guitar geek hero guys um that's about taste that's about taste developing and changing we could do a big whole analysis on that like i said i could talk about all sorts of points on this and go into all sorts of deep dives that i'm not going to but i don't think it's ever been as big as that and also i gotta tell you when i if you look at the music from when i was growing up and what the stuff is that like kind of defines that generation there's a lot of like you know kind of diva centric pop music um a lot of stuff that people we think we say is like very manufactured and all of that stuff um yeah sure but right alongside that hugely popular tens tens of millions of views streams listens plays all the time across all these different platforms all these bands from like um kind of pop punk and skate punk and emo and into lighter metal stuff and hard rock stuff that whoever you talk to even people who are not in guitar music that's still part of the sound of that generation even and this is how you know it was popular people who really don't like it and don't like guitar music um still hear that and get a nostalgia hit from it even if it's a negative one that's how ubiquitous stuff like this was i'm talking about blink 182 blink 182 yes i'm 41 green day good charlotte like all of that stuff fallout boy like that stuff was everywhere and a lot of that stuff was you know it wasn't just you know spammed on watching kerrang or whatever if you're in the uk but you know that was a, on the radio a lot of that stuff alongside the kind of diva pop stuff and eminem and all the other stuff that was going on um also i would say that kind of 10 to 15 years ago i didn't like it personally but if you want to stick to who cares about what i like um guitar music that was world conqueringly popular and was very very much guitar driven at least on par with the stuff you're talking about the beatles or whoever you want to point to you know not guitar heroes necessarily not flashy players not out there like an evh but like guitar centric music that was huge and world beating and stadium tours and on the radio um obviously you got foo fighters and stuff going for a long time obviously you got a bunch of bands like that but also, I remember specifically for a good kind of five years, about 10, 15 years ago, absolute domination from people that brought over indie and indie stuff um, into kind of a pop realm and like the really popular kind of jangly chord indie stuff and like very light radio friendly alt rock, like all these bands like Kings of Leon and Razorlight and all that stuff. And if you were wanting to go touch heavier, Biffy Clyro, who were are still absolutely massive um and you know this kind of five ten fifteen years ago for like a five-year run they were in that mix as well they were kind of the the heaviest of those um they were everywhere that was stuff was played like cafes every single you know they were getting spammed on the radio as much as like a new beyonce single or um you know any of those pop divas uh that stuff was on there now you know since then the the flavor of pop music has become very much heavily dominated by stuff from rap and hip-hop 
and that's the changing evolution of that you know but like i said in the 80s it also was massively heavily dominated by synth music um and uh people really genuinely the synth stuff was also a lot of people who just really didn't want to listen to guitar that was like an active thing with some of the synth stuff made in the 80s was people who were like just did not like the sound of guitar drum bass vocals they just didn't like it at all and were like actively wanting to tear up that sound as like a kind of you know artistic movement might be a bit of a grandiose way of saying it but as a, as a group of musicians at times so maybe right at this very moment you're not seeing guitar music in the charts but i remember being in the car and like i said i didn't really like a lot of that kind of kingsley and stuff like that I just you know not not disrespecting it or anything it's just, just not really me um as you know as some sort of like sweaty angry teenage mess that light radio friendly rock was not particularly inviting <laughs> where there are lyrics about killing things in the name of things but you know um apart from apart from you know not necessarily wanting to interact with it you, you know you well you'd actually think taking that, that i wouldn't hear it that much i heard all those songs so much i will know the lyrics backwards of some of that like jangly kind of clean sound indie rock very soft radio friendly alt rock stuff uh having never been a fan of and never really bought the cds or or anything because it was completely ubiquitous you couldn't get away from it just being in other people's cars and just being in cars and being on uh being anywhere where there was a radio on that stuff was absolutely constant that was all guitars that was all prominent guitar music and guitar solos and a bunch of stuff arctic monkeys um would would be thrown in there in that same kind of time zone everywhere played everywhere tv adverts tv spots uh there's still sports channels that use a bunch of the arctic monkeys tracks from back in that day like ah like everywhere everywhere that's you know that's all guitar solos that's riffs that's stuff that was in guitar magazines they'd be doing rig rundown kind of things in guitar magazines that was everywhere they were like the biggest artists headlining all of the biggest festivals in the UK. They'd headline all of these massive festivals all over the place. Don't really know if we can look at this very small space of time we're in right now and go, oh, rock is dead. It's like, that's rock music. And it was all over the radio. I don't know, you know. And then next to that, you had all the counterculture stuff. And I've already talked about the dissemination of the mainstream. I mean, that was mainstream. But I've already talked about how since then, what we've evolved from, you say, well, then then guitar disappeared from the mainstream. You go, the mainstream's also changed since then. And I can find you, you know, you'll go, where, where where's the, you know, beloved rock and metal bands that are big and everything like that. I've already talked about this. I'm not going to go big into it right now, but with this idea of the mainstream having broken up and everyone kind of finds their own mainstream online or that at least is enabled people create their own worlds their own systems their own structures and hierarchies of what's popular to them um that can be entirely separate from one another and completely dissociated from a general societal mainstream um i know a bunch of people who are into you know not necessarily not super niche super weird stuff it's not like i'm into like japanese waterfall based kind of painting music where they use paintbrushes to gently stroke woodwind instruments and it makes a sort of scratching sound and they always do it near beautiful waterfalls and that's kind of my main genre and you're like the genre there's one person who does that i fell asleep whilst you were describing it 
Sounds nice for sleeping too. Um, <laughs> someone make that quickly. Um, but you know, it's it's. I'm not talking about super niche stuff. I'm talking about people who are into certain areas. This goes way beyond music. Certain things that they're into. Certain communities. You know, like I, like I said at the start of this podcast, people want in the guitar community go. How do you make a podcast about that all the time? People who are into stuff where you know it's not even super niche. You knew it existed, but you go, wow, there's like a whole community, like hundreds of YouTubers who would just make videos about this stuff. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and they have like their own mainstream in their head and they spend, there's so much content generated online by all of us, all these people, like people like me and, and all these other people that you can stick in a place and you get, you you aren't, you think about your free time, there's only so many hours in a day, you aren't turning on the radio, you aren't turning on TV, you're not watching talk show TV. So how would you interact with these bigger pop stars? And there's people who are, you know, young people who you'd expect, well, you'll know the, you'll know the superstars of today who can't, who, who literally sometimes it's fascinating, will not know the name or recognize the face of like a super famous movie star um you know like like i've not literally ever had this example but first name that comes to mind there are people who are like so in their niche and again it's not a crazy niche and it's not like obsessive basement dwelling crazies or whatever however derogatory you want to try and think of them to be dismissive of this idea i'm talking about people who really sociable people out in the world and all that still but just you know aren't really watching mainstream movies because they're into this thing over here they're not really they're not they never watch talk tv shows so they don't see interviews with all these celebrities they don't find out about them that way and when they listen to podcasts and watch youtube and that's their entertainment it's within these you know it's not even necessarily just one niche it doesn't need to be obsessive they might have four or five niches. one of them might be guitar and another one might be this thing and this thing and this thing you literally will they'll you'll be like oh blah, 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 robert downey jr and they were like I've heard that name. And you'll literally think they're joking. They're not. They they don't know who that is. Um, and you go like, yeah, he plays Iron Man. They go like, oh, right, okay. I never watched any of those movies. I'm not, I'm not shitting you. There are people who, you know, this idea of like these people that everyone knows and stuff um, has always been slightly flawed. But when there were four TV channels and a few more radio stations than that, and that was the interactions with culture. And then you'd go to the movies and there would be quite a small number of movies on at a time. And so if you were going with any regularity, you saw most of the movies. And that meant you knew who kind of all the people were who were in more than one movie. <laughs> like, if you paid any attention, you knew this stuff. Um, yeah, that's not the case. And there's always been niches and counterculture and areas and stuff. Of course, of course, there, of course, there. there's always been people who are famous to a group, this group of people that aren't famous to society at large. Of course, I'm just talking about with the way that the Internet's expanded and with the amount of time you can spend engaging with things just in certain areas and actually completely outside of the societal mainstream. There are people who I know, young people um, who are super into music and not just like metal or something, but are super into like singer songwriters and more heavily produced electronic stuff um have absolutely no idea who uh 95 of the people in the top 40 are and if you spoke to them you'd be like well you're not into metal or jazz or any of this stuff you're into those kind of genres of music so you'll know who this who is this singer i don't know who this you know insert singer's name here oh they performed this big thing on tv on this talk show so they must be super famous you must know you're 18 and plugged in and all this stuff and they're literally like oh i've heard people mention that name at school i have no idea who it is don't even know what they look like because they don't engage with it because there is no central place of engagement the pull of all these things like the interview shows and the late night shows and 
the kind of cultural center points where everything would coalesce and gather everyone's kind of spread out across the universe it's like they're you know these planets with this you know light years of space between them sometimes and these these points do not interact you know there's not an exchange of space debris between this point and this point um and i know people you know like i say can be massive fans they're watching stuff all the time they're into things but it's in such a culture in such a place that they only have a vague idea who this super recognizable super famous person is um or they know they are but they couldn't name a single movie they're in and you go that's impossible how could that be the case it's true people who love reading read all the time and you point out this super famous author you know one of those authors who like their books at every train station and like you know even in convenience stores and supermarkets it's everywhere that's the big book and they go like yeah i don't know who that is never even heard the name um happens all the time uh these days and i think especially with younger people who just find their own space in the internet and inhabit it now that's more in the extreme cases i'm talking about when i say i know people like that it's a it's a spectrum and that's more at the extreme end but the general point is still clear that if that that can exist in some kind of not just very extreme but a reasonably substantial number of people in society uh the mainstream has broken apart and disseminated to a certain extent and what that means is that this idea that rock is dead and it's because it's not on the radio here's my response who the fuck's listening to the radio like what like people listen to this there isn't a podcast i'm sorry that's what people listen to um you know and i'm talking about people in their 30s and 40s as well i'm not talking about like what kind of 15 year old listens to the radio uh, you know i don't mean to be rude to the radio like because i actually sometimes listen to the radio but um i mean in an objective way i don't mean it as a statement of judgment like i don't think the radio is worth listening to i don't think that at all um i think i don't think that's all i think it's a worthwhile medium that people put a huge amount of time into but it doesn't matter about my judgment or your judgment me and you could both love the radio the numbers speak for themselves people don't watch this shit anymore people don't watch these same central mainstream news stations those numbers are dwindling all the fucking time um those people just disappear from that and it's not just in young people you know the key demographic for these things um is often talked about as what is it 24 to 55 is that it because that's what marketing uh, marketing uh companies and essentially brands that want to market and want to run ads that's what they're focused on that's who they want to sell to that's the biggest uh place to sell like um very generalized and even also very targeted advertisements too on these platforms um you know so those numbers are what like a lot of ratings numbers and the key numbers are based on because that's the key demographic that's the number that you often hear when like their ratings are in the toilet these guys are doing well um a lot of it's very focused on that demographic so it's not like the the age of the viewership or listenership is changing it's just those numbers are in the toilet that's a huge span of people 24 to 50 old so it's not just young people aren't listening it's it's multi-generational people are engaging in different ways and not engaging with these central cultural touchstones so for a start if you're going oh there's hardly any rock and roll on am radio well that's fine because no one's fucking listening to it um second of all um even you know second of all to say to say even if there were some people listening to it well people are also spending a huge amount of time listening to it listening to a big branch of their own kind of specialized or generalized stations on digital platforms online and streaming and also what I would just say is because of this dissemination mainstream, kind of a less extreme point of the you know person who doesn't know who 
the biggest movie star in the world is or the biggest pop star in the world is even if they're young regardless of age because they're just inhabiting different spaces that are not interconnected um might and we've we've kind of gotten rid of the central essential cultural touchstones that you have to be engaged with to be able to engage socially a lot of, the, a lot of this is social a lot of music that we learn about you know i'm old enough as well to be like for me when we were growing up you know um kind of pre-streaming and early days of the internet and stuff um you know a lot of what we got into myself included if you're you know older at all or my age at all like you're gonna get this you're gonna start thinking back and be like oh yeah a lot of what we got into was social now it doesn't mean we just liked it because someone told us to like it but a lot of what we found out about at least whether we made a judgment call saying we liked it or saying we didn't like it a lot of that was based on based on what was social and it wasn't just like someone said i should like this show now i pretend to i'm not i don't mean that i just mean lots of people are talking about this so i'm gonna check it out that's a lot of what it is is you hear about a new band it's really simple right it's not a controversial crazy idea it's just how did you hear about this band and it's like you know, I was in a magazine and I was like, oh, that, yeah, that there's a band and the name was in my head. And then I heard this guy talk about it. And then my friend who always listens to great music was like, the guitar work on this album's sick. And you're like, there's that band name again. I'm getting this album. Um, you know, there's the, just the pure curiosity of music, the drive to find new music. A lot of that is based upon the socializing and the coalescing of people around ideas and around art and around things that inspire and entertain us and the fact that it's people coming together and people that we like is a big part of it and i think the the thing is that oh, if i don't see rock music in the mainstream spaces as much or when i do it's kind of older bands who've already been around for 20 years like foo fighters that means it's not here because that coalescing around stuff is how stuff kind of survives it's how community happens right the problem is that's not how communities work anymore um we don't coalesce around a single big space which then has to be to some extent societally central and important we can we can all gather and form communities and exchange and essentially build an avid fan base or a community or a socially based structure of sharing ideas music and passion for something we can do that on some weird back channel of the internet that you're never ever going to see um especially if it's some sort of dark seedy interest but anyway <laughs> i guess rock and roll's pretty seedy so there you go um you know so that's how it works now so the fact that you don't see it doesn't mean anything and, and the examples i get of this like i say that are less extreme than the person who doesn't recognize a super famous actor or something um i always try to focus on sharing bands that are you know maybe a bit less i know not super obscure or anything but i always make fun of myself as trying to gain hipster points for pointing out music that um is less obscure or whatever or you know at least some of the time like i say the actual reason for that all jokes aside is because um i'm trying to get more in, in you know inspire people with new music or music they haven't heard in a while or music they've heard of but haven't given a full listen to because um you know it's not as well known necessarily all that it's not one of the classic go-tos of guitar music there's no point in me seeing it being like have you heard this band acdc like yes yes you have this is a guitar podcast you've heard that band um i don't need to tell you to go listen to that <laughs> just talking about guitar you'll probably be like man i want to listen to some rock music and that will come to mind but um you know if i'm going to share music every day which is a big important thing for me on here then I'm going to try and give something that's actually sharing, actually an idea, something new, something to go check out or something you haven't heard in a while or something you're 
you know aware of but haven't actually deep dive and me suggesting it gives you the opportunity to go look at it opens up some new ideas inspires you to play etc 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 that's more worthwhile to me but you know when when we with part of that the crazy thing is that i could any of you listening right now we could sit and have a conversation and we could do this to actually probably to eat we could say this to each other as well a lot of us um but i could definitely speaking for myself i could definitely do this sitting with someone and if it's one of my friends and if it's someone in my friend group i share music with a lot i couldn't do this because we have our own kind of little community of people if it was someone who's really kind of just happens to align with the genres they happen to kind of deep dive on i probably couldn't do this but with a lot of people a lot of people even who are very specifically interested in guitar music i could see it right now and i could start listing artists and bands and I'd list some artists and bands and I'd list one, right? And you'd go like, no idea who that is. And instantly there's this idea that, see, there's rock music and metal music, all these hardworking tiny bands that no one's ever heard of struggling to make a living somewhere. I'll point out band after band after band that you'll go, I have no idea who that is. And that's the assumption. That's the assumption of kind of this rock is dead attitude. of It's some small backwater band then that no one cares about instead of being big, despite how talented they are. I'll say their name. You'll have never heard of them. I'll pull up facebook and then i have 750,000 followers i'll pull up footage from their last tour and it's these big venues sold out night after night and they had to book extra nights in some of the cities because they just sold out too fast i'll pull up youtube and they've got music videos that are in the multiple millions of views and tons of stuff that's in the hundreds of thousands of views i'll pull up spotify and we can see that they've got top five tracks all million plus views top for top number one track over 10 million views 10 million listens streams whatever i can do that for quite a long time and that's not some kind of stupid brag about like how much music i follow the actual point i want to make here is i know so many people who go so much more on so much more of a deep dive of music and know so many more bands than me they're always suggesting music to me i can never suggest music to them they've never heard of i know so many people like that i do not consider myself someone with a good knowledge of music at all as it is in like oh i know so i could be a music reviewer i know all about all these albums i've listened to so much and explored so much no no not at all i consider myself sincerely average or ill-informed and ignorant in that respect to be honest with you and yet i could still sit here with a bunch of guitar people and name you rock just i'll stick to rock and metal to make it easy name you band after band after band who I can show you and I can go, look at those numbers. They have, a, and you know, I know streaming numbers, you don't make a proper living off that, et cetera, et cetera, but I will find you consistent numbers across platforms to go, they've got an audience, they've got a professional career. Look at those numbers. That's freaking massive. Those are big numbers. Those people are superstars to people who are into that music. Whether it's a metal subgenre or just rock with a certain flavor or just you know straight up rock and just they have their fan base and community but aren't necessarily super known beyond that because they haven't been on i don't know like played on jimmy kimmel or whatever the fuck like a lot of bands don't give a shit about that and so they haven't done it a lot of bands labels kind of new cooler slightly smaller labels that are still actually kind of big labels at this point don't really give a shit about that because they are looking at the numbers that I just talked about in that key target demographic. And remember, they're especially going to be interested in younger people because that's what really drives 
the music communities and the music industry is what kids are into and that's what's cool and that's what's interesting and that's what's the future and shit and you know those kids especially but also much older people people twice three times their age aren't watching those shows anymore aren't listening to those stations anymore so that's why you don't see them on there and if you are someone who's watching and listening to those shows that's obviously again making no judgment about the quality of those shows um I just talk about how I talk about how I all the time like a bunch of obscure music. The fact that people don't like it or are tuning out from something is not, in my opinion, a comment substantially on its standard. If you like a TV show that everyone else is switching off from, good, stick to that. Don't listen to what everyone else says. Fuck those people. But it does still mean that if something isn't appearing on that platform, on that TV show, on that late night talk show, on AM radio, on FM radio. If there's something not appearing on there, the idea that that's not broken into the mainstream, being kicked out of the mainstream, some of these bands who you've never heard of are too big for that. They've already got a massive audience. They know that the audience that's still there on these late night talk shows and these radio shows wouldn't be that interested to them and they know that if they are that interested in them they'll find them on all the other platforms they're using anyway and if they're not using those other platforms they might not find them but if they're not using those other platforms to find music they probably wouldn't be interested in that music anyway so a lot of these bands are sitting there and they go yeah i mean i guess if you paid us money and invited us to be on that tv show yeah, I know people that watch that. That would be pretty cool to be on like a big TV show. It would be a cool thing. It would be a novelty. I'm not saying they just wouldn't do it, but they're too well-established already to be chasing after and hounding being on those shows, to be lusting after it. They don't need a big break. And it's this misunderstanding in the rock is dead thing or guitar music is dead thing that these guys are all hounding after needing that exposure. A lot of them are not that interested in those places because they know that their audience are gathered in other places on other platforms that are sometimes kind of niche, kind of out of the way, or at least just so multitudinous. There's just so many of them. There isn't a single mainstream of them. Um, they know that there isn't the show or two shows that you get on and that's your big break. They know that there's 50 YouTube channels and 50 podcasts and a bunch of accounts and a bunch of different shows hosted in different places, digital radio, online shows, whatever. They have to do all of those and that's where their audience is gathered. Their audience is gathered across 100,000 subs here and 100,000 subs there. And they do that for years and years and years and tour. And they have millions and millions of plays in places. I don't think I don't think they're rich. I don't think they're superstars in the same way. But I also don't think society's structured in the same way that it was. And I think even if we go, well, you're taking it too far. Society's a lot more closely structured than it was. And you're taking this whole idea of the disseminated mainstream too far. Well, then I refer back to my earlier argument of, yeah, you're right. Then we would still see guitar music on the radio and everywhere. And you know what? When I was growing up, Guitar music, including guitar music that I didn't really like, was all over the radio. It was bombarding me. It was freaking everywhere. Everyone, everyone freaking wouldn't shut up about Kings of Leon. From fellow guitar people to people who didn't really listen to any other kind of guitar music. Singer-songwriter guys who play guitar. Ah, everyone loved that stuff. Aren't there a bunch of jokes in Family Guy about how they're sick of John Mayer music being everywhere? Isn't that like a recurring joke in Family Guy? 
Last I heard, he was a freaking guitar god, that guy. His music's everywhere, to the point that that enormous show on Fox will make continual jokes about it. You know, they make jokes about all the biggest celebrities and even have them on the show and all these things, and they constantly take snipes at this guy because he's a big guitar god. I don't know. I don't know, but you know what I do know? I've actually talked for so long, ironically, (laughs) without a hint of irony, on the subject that I said I was going to try and just go to go past the subject itself and I was just going to try and give you a rundown of what I thought was actually interesting in this conversation and I've just shown you how difficult it is to get away from these conversations and that actually was kind of that is kind of one of the points I do want to get out there is I'm not berating not getting away from these conversations because there are interesting things in them there's new things to explore and also we just have strong opinions on them so that's why they come up again and again and again so there's me going for over half an hour on the rock is dead thing the preliminary setup of which was me saying, aren't you sick of people talking about the rock? <laughs> this whole rock music is dead thing. There you go. That's why we talk about it a lot, because clearly it draws us in. The point of me going on about it in depth, though, was also I was hoping to show that I could touch upon some nuances, which I don't feel to put out there. People either go like, oh, shut up, boomer, or make it generational, or... You know, kind of just say, you know, rock's better than ever. This guy's just out of touch. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's moved on and it's stranger. And like the way that rock works, what, you know, is dead. But there's a wider branch there. There's a wider branch there. of Like the way that music's disseminated and interacted with is also kind of dead um, in certain ways. Not not in its totality. We're still connected to that. We're not way away from that. It's not many years ago that we're talking about. But um, yeah, you know, uh, guitar music doesn't dominate the mainstream like it did in the 50s and 60s. Has it ever since that point? Even with the great guitar heroes of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, guitar music was huge and massive and generation-defining. Like I said, I'm still in a young demographic and my generation outside of guitar nerd people and guitar players is massively defined by an enormous amount of music that is guitar music. Um, These bands are huge. The people in them are all multimillionaires and exceedingly wealthy and their music was absolutely inescapable and everywhere. And then even after that, a bunch of music I didn't like for people as well, slightly younger than me coming up defined by a bunch of that kind of of softer alt-rock stuff on the radio huge everywhere those people are massively wealthy seems pretty popular to me maybe this is the first time that we're in a really different moment but it's really different in the way it's disseminated and there's still a huge amount of guitar gods as well is the other basic point there's amazing guitar music and a huge amount of absolute guitar gods everywhere i've spent hours and hours on this podcast as well talking about how guitar has spread into other genres and has become huge there and has evolved and Guitar music is prominent in all sorts of places and even places where it's not prominent, the people there use it still because they revere it as an instrument and will have posters and records and everything, you know, with the Beatles, with Led Zepp, with Hendrix, and they're super familiar with that music. Um, There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying it's not like it used to be. It isn't like it used to be. And also, I think we all feel that. Like, we all feel that we can all even feel that like in our early 20s like we all feel that um 
And I don't think it's wrong because it, it isn't quite like that. And if you felt something specific in that period of time where the music really spoke to you, when that evolves and changes, that will feel like something's now missing in today's music and it's not the same. I agree. There's nothing wrong with having opinions about, I wish we'd go back to focusing on whole albums and bigger projects and not just throwing out a three-minute song here and there. I wish we'd focus on... Uh, you know, the talent of individual and groups of musicians for their skill. And that would be a central part of the musicians we elevate rather than the kind of fast food culture dipping into mass-produced songs that have something kind of dopamine-inducing and addictive about them. And, you know, that essentially leads to the mass manufacturing of that music and we don't actually care how much talent a person has or doesn't. I wish we move away from that. I wish that the dominant sounds would be certain types of instrumentation or, you know, um, certain types of levels of production rather than this kind of bubblegummy, shrink wrap, plasticky sound and feel to stuff or, or instrumentation being entirely electronic. You know, all, all of these opinions are completely valid and completely welcome. But that doesn't mean at any point you really come to the conclusion that rock is dead or guitar music's dead or guitar is dead. The reason I haven't actually got to my main point, which was I was going to go through some prominent points that were made about this recently and pick out some interesting ideas to show that even in this tired old conversation, we find there's tons of interesting stuff to talk about. Hopefully I've still kind of shown that right now anyway, just by getting stuck on it as well as illustrated that I'm an idiot and hilariously this topic draws us all in, even when you're specifically trying to not be drawn in by it. But I'm going to do that in the next episode because I think what I've actually accidentally ended up doing here, and this is all stuff I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to talk about it in the context of someone else's remarks and pointing out how they were interesting things, but it kind of moves away from Rock is Dead. He's pointing out the fact that you can kind of put this to bed without just destroying all the interesting points that are in there and without, and I'm kind of going to deal with that tomorrow as well, but without also crapping on very valid opinions. Um, I don't think it's, you know, you could say there's a, like I talk all the time about how amazing guitar music is right now, but I'm not going to argue with someone who points to a golden age of guitar music or, or an age where guitar and the sounds of guitar were so massively overpowering that it's completely different to saying, yeah, there were a bunch of popular indie bands 10 years ago. I can't deny that. That's right, in my opinion. And even if I were to disagree with certain points there, I still think they're all really valid. Not that point. I just agree with that point. Not only is that valid, uh, it's valid and I agree with it. But there are other ones where I might disagree, but they're just as valid. Um, I'm not crapping on any of that or saying we get rid of that or stop expressing your opinion. Um, it's the hyperbole and the over-the-topness and the this kind of branching over umbrella term that is both hyperbole and kind of superficial. This idea of this is dead or it's very over-the-top or this is gone or guitar is dead. Um, I feel like there's so much we can mine out of the conversation. And again, hopefully I've shown that today. I feel like there's lots more interesting branches that come out of these conversations which are in themselves much more interesting than the idea of like, is the music gone or not? I'm going to talk about that more tomorrow. I promise tomorrow I actually will do it. I'll get to it. <laughs> and I'll get to it quicker than I did all of this today. But what I kind of hope I've shown by, by doing this episode first is basically that 
Um, you know, whilst it's not going to put the conversation to bed, because I've kind of shown the opposite of that, that even when you think you're putting it to bed, you're just getting stuck more into the conversation. So there are interesting things to pull out of it, but that there's no need to just get stuck in the cycle of these hyperbolic things. Someone says guitar is dead. Someone says that's a stupid idea. They throw maybe generational insults about each other about it, which is part of what's actually going to be discussed tomorrow in terms of the kind of intergenerational, this generation versus that. Pointing out that there's no need for that, that cross-generationally, guitar music is being listened to. A bunch of people are listening to not guitar music. That's different from the 50s and 60s, where you felt like kind of basically everything was guitar music. But, you know, again, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, um, all of that time, guitar music was a thing, and lots of people were listening to that, but also lots of people were listening to music without anything to do with guitars. That's been that way for a long time. And if we're still in that position today, it's been that way for a very long time. Very long time. Um, but that when we get into these sorts of conversations, there's interesting things to pull out of it um, without crapping on each other, without crapping on all this other stuff, without getting stuck in a cycle and without the hyperbole when you just kind of dig into it. There's a ton of interesting stuff here that kind of tells us about the structure of music, where music's going, where music's going what kind of culture is going, where we are as a society, how we interact, how we socialize. There's a lot that's kind of interesting in there for me anyway. Um, and I just think from a guitar p- perspective, it helps you to appreciate where guitar music actually is. And that's my real problem with the conversations because, and again, more on this tomorrow, they generate all sorts of interesting things. I just blabbed on and on about it here. I'm going to tackle some specific things that some people have said prominent people have said on this kind of rock is dead guitar is dead topic tomorrow even more there's all these interesting things but that interest kind of disappears and dies if we just get stuck in the cycle of hyperbolic over the top very emotionally driven opinions and that if you actually just step back from that and step back from the kind of overarching umbrella of these big statement opinions about guitar and music and just look at the reality of the situation and talk to the people around you and see how they're interacting and look at people that aren't around you as well, different people from different walks of life, the diverse spectrum of where people come from and what they do, and then put the lens on of what's happening musically for all these people in all these different places. There's guitar everywhere really good guitar played by really good players um will it over time become like just another instrument a very popular instrument but just amongst other instruments whereas kind of up until now it's had this crazy cultural touchstone magic thing about it i don't know but if that is going to happen it's taking a long time and if the kind of trajectory is from I don't know where you want to say your last great guitar heroes were. That's a subjective thing in itself. But if the trajectory is from, let's say it is from now, when guitar music isn't in popular music and it's kind of rap and hip-hop driven and there's some singer-songwriters, but that's it. Let's say you want to do it from now. Let's say you want to map the beginning of the downfall to the 60s. Wherever you want to put that first point, if it's on its way out or on its way down, you know, not just from that perk, but from that perch, sorry, like of being the instrument or whatever you know not just from that but of being a super prominent super important cool interesting instrument all these things if it's falling down from that it's taken a hell of a long time to do it 
I mean, it is slow going and society changes slowly. So it would be. But the idea that like that process, if, you know, I don't even agree that 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 process is happening right now, that guitar is sliding out of interest and is just falling into, you know, disinterestedness and, um, you know, not just, you know, one of many instruments, but disinteresting against other instruments and other instruments much more interesting or analog instruments are all completely falling out of favor you know if if that's what's happening and i don't agree that it is but even if i were to agree i'd have to say it's happening really 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 slowly and to call it that we're at the end of that process already guitar is dead no one cares about talented musicians anymore no one cares about how good people are doing stuff that's BS. And what's interesting is tomorrow when I'm going to look through these comments, one of my one of the most interesting things about it to me is even when someone's making a statement like rock is dead or guitar is dead or making sort of things that seem to hint at and suggest that people don't care about how good musicians are anymore, people don't care about albums anymore and all these points, which still there's valid things in it, even when making those points, when you actually scratch the surface and look at what they actually said sentence by sentence, they actually sort of admit themselves that that's kind of not quite right. And once you get past the kind of sensationalized headline of this person says rock is dead or this person says no one cares about musicianship anymore, you actually find that even in just their sensational comments, even them without my response, without finding the nuance, the nuance is already there. And even just in what they say and the examples they give, they're already admitting that actually when you just think about it properly, as they do, there are actually lots of examples of people caring about musicianship. There are lots of ways in which it's not quite true that rock is dead. They still come out and say it, and I disagree with that. I wish we could stop having that sensationalized, over-the-top, hyperbolic element of it. But even when you scratch the surface, not only do you find interesting tangents to go off, well, not only do you find interesting things in the conversation that teach us about so much, like I've said, those are two points. But the third point I'm really going to get onto tomorrow um, as well as these kind of interesting tangents that come out of it. The third point is when you look at what people actually say when they talk about rock is dead or whatever, they do already make a load of nuanced points. And the headline takeaway is not really rock is dead. That's the interesting sensational headline of so-and-so says rock is dead. But when you look at it, the real headline, the real summary in conclusion, when you look at what they actually say is it's different. Some things have died, certain ways that things go have gone away things have developed so that things aren't just that way before but there are still lots of examples of this lots of examples of that great guitarists great musicians people who are very good musicians who are then very popular because of the fact they're very skilled there you go it's all there so we're gonna look at that more tomorrow i think it's hilarious i literally started off with like we're gonna stop talking about these things and i'm going to show you more interesting things to talk about within the conversation and i just got stuck in the same <laughs> loop amazing but hopefully i've shown that you know there's there's things to dig out here already and then we'll, we'll look at it more tomorrow but there's things to dig out here which i think shows a lot more that's more interesting than just rock music is dead no it isn't sure the hell of rock music's dead you're killing rock music by saying it's dead um there's nothing wrong with that conversation in that when we had it it was a worthwhile conversation to have. i just feel like um i, I kind of want to call time on it like we're ready to move on and have a conversation more like people responding to what i've said today would be interesting people responding to what i'm going to say in tomorrow's episode would be interesting and that's moving the conversation on it's not that the conversation's boring the conversation about rock music is dead is dead that conversation is dead um 
you know, that would be stupid hyperbolygamy and would be an extra layer of irony on top of the irony of me getting stuck in a conversation that the whole point of which was me saying I don't want to get stuck in it. But, <laughs> um, but for me, it's about, okay, what's the next question? What's the next set, next set of questions? And now when people come out with Rock is Dead, what's well, much more interesting? What can we actually get out of that that's much more interesting than just dismissing it or which is you know also fair enough or saying i agree with it which like i say all valid but what could be even more interesting what can we get more out of it when we're talking and hanging out as a community uh from just saying rock is dead no it's not guitar is dead i'll shut the hell up um and and you know especially if it turns into insults or anything what more can we get out of it than just cycling around? I think the insults is also not even people disliking each other or just having the strong opinions, but it's also people kind of fed up with the conversation. They're kind of fed up with hearing this. Rock is dead, which is, again, the irony of me saying, we're all sick of hearing this, and I just talked about it for nearly an hour. But um, the point is I wanted to do this. I want to get this off my chest. As you like. If you could tell, I kind of suspected this would happen, and I'd have to break it into two parts because I part of it was that I wanted to get it off my chest. All the things that I've already said, but also just the idea of if you get it off our chest, now we can move on. And now next time, hopefully you or and also me, when this conversation comes up, instead of just rocking, no, it isn't. There are the individual points about things that have changed and certain things are dead and certain things have moved on and is it better, is it worse, all of that. Certain things, like I said, completely valid. All, all of this, so much of it is valid, completely valid, you know, not invalidating any part of this. And there's certain things which I massively agree with and find super interesting as well we should focus back on albums focus back on musicianship focus back on the rawness in both production and presentation fascinating stuff absolutely fascinating stuff and so much i agree with and so much i find interesting to discuss but um you know without dismissing any of that at all because that's the great stuff is actually focusing on that stuff moving forward and going but maybe let's put to rest the stuff of the back and forth the cycle the yelling at each other the hyperbolic statements the rock is dead screw you no it's not i just don't find that interesting i think like i say a lot of the annoyance is because i think you guys don't either um i think that's why the reactions in the conversation gets kind of heated it's because partly because you know strong opinions this and the other we care about this stuff but also we're sick of hearing it and that causes the tensions to rise because we're kind of getting aggravated by because we just keep hearing it again and again and again and i and i sympathize with that feeling because as you see i just got, got this all off my chest with hopefully the point is now we can kind of move on you know take the things that are interesting and move this conversation on what is rock music today where is that in society like um what is the the mainstream of music and are individual communities building their own mainstreams how often do they cross over? There are sometimes, which is weird. Like John Mayer is one of the most fascinating examples to me of you know guitar players that we elevate and revere because he's one of the few today who we massively revere in like the super geeky guitar nerd gear nerd circles. Tend to love John Mayer. I'm not saying you all have to or anything. It's individual opinion, but you know you'll notice that guitar guys, guitar YouTubers, gear guys love talking about john mayer doing john mayer lessons all that stuff love it he's massively massively popular amongst people who aren't guitar people just as a pop artist massively famous like i said take the piss out of more time on tv shows and stuff so that's interesting do we need those though you know this is the thing with the world we are in do we even need that do we need to point out that 
like I said, growing up not long ago at all, there was guitar music all over the radio. And, you know, there's guitar music still all over the radio and, 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 and uh, these, you know, uh, talk shows and stuff today. That's one point, but maybe the next point to go on that's interesting is, yeah, but do we even need that? Can we not have world-beating, amazing guitar-driven music that's not just good, but also so popular that it sustains artists and even, you know, makes a bunch of them rich or whatever? You know, if that's an interesting milestone for you or whatever, I don't know. But as a point, at least, of success and the ability to have success in this realm and it being popular because you be popular for obviously that's happened can't we have that anyway isn't more the point today that we can have all of that and have rock basically be completely winning but just not in every single sector not in every single different mainstream not on every single different disconnected planet in this big solar system of culture or whatever what a wanky thing to say that is that's the most pretentious bullshit i've ever said and that's quite a topper because that that's done over 100 episodes of this now and quite prone to complete wank coming out of my mouth so that was that was really something just letting that hang in the air like a bad fart for a minute i thought it would be like a useful visual metaphor but what an absolute load of bullshit apologies for that if you're vomiting right now i sincerely apologize um that was vomit inducing wank but um Vomit Inducing Wank is a great name for a band. Uh, it's, it's a horrible name for a band, but someone someone do it. Um, be a punk band. Vomit Inducing Wank. It's great. You can't play weddings with that name. Or you can if they're a punk artist, which they might be. Um, punk rockers get married, you know. Um, who played at your wedding? Vomit Inducing Wank. That's fucking hardcore, man. That's fucking hardcore. Um... Who played at your wedding? Oh, I played at my wedding. Oh, man. Even better than vomit-inducing wank. Ignorant prolapse played at my wedding. Um, sorry. I'm now brainstorming horrific gore-punk band names. Um, you know, man, that was a tangent. Anyway, basically, you know, in this kind of odd, disseminated mainstream, whatever you want to call it, like, way that culture's kind of evolving and functioning... Do you need any of those touchstones? Like, when was the last time we saw a true rock and roll artist on the old dial-up FM radio? Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> do we even need that? When was the last time someone shredded it up on Kimmel? Who the fuck cares, really? Maybe that's the point. These are all the interesting things I want to progress the conversation to. I'm going to shut the hell up now because this is a ridiculously long episode. And I'm literally talking about this again tomorrow. We'll see the development of the conversation and where it goes to. I'll show you it in action tomorrow. I promised I'd do it today, but I talked for too long. Do you know what's better than listening to someone talk about guitar is going and watching someone amazing play guitar and listen to it. I've already suggested some Bill Frizzell here before, another performance he did. i got to suggest another one. You know I freaking love live sessions. This is such a nice live session. Um, it's Bill Frizzell and Thomas Morgan. If you don't know Bill Frizzell's guitar work, go and watch this. Um, if you want nice, beautiful, chill, relaxing wonderful evocative music listen to this if you want to see great guitar music listen to this if you want to hear nice guitar clean tones listen to this go and listen to this link is in the description it's bill frizzell and thomas morgan doing a session uh with something called paste magazine and i don't know what the hell it is see look it's got three hundred and fifty-six thousand subscribers and i've never even heard of it that's what i mean to someone 
out there to lots of people, they're going to be, how could you not have even heard about this magazine? It's enormous. They have these huge offices in New York. I've never even heard of them. So there you go. Um, welcome to There Is No Mainstream. Um, or at least it's very different to the mainstream we used to know. Um, in the way it functions, go and listen to this. Bill Frizzell and Thomas Morgan. Paste Magazine, full session. It's just fantastic. I have linked it in the description of this podcast. Just click on the link in the description of this podcast. You'll go to it. Uh, yeah, go check that out. There's much more, I don't know, enlivening and inspiring to the human spirit than whatever the fuck I just did for an hour. So <laughs> it's fun. I like nerding out about this stuff. I'm getting it off my chest as well. Um, so anyway, go listen to a bunch of awesome guitar music. Start with that Bill Frizzell. Go listen to whatever inspires you. Define your own mainstream. Create your own roster of guitar gods. Create your own Mount Rushmore of guitar gods. And it won't even just be you. There will be a community you find out there and you will, as a community, create a genuine kind of mainstream of these amazing guitar gods. Um, and they will be super popular and you'll all love them and that'll be great. Uh, and there you go. Um, more on this tomorrow, but in a much more interesting way, maybe, hopefully, because it's not just my opinion, but I'm going to show you how this kind of conversation can progress and touch on a bunch more interesting stuff about where guitar is now and kind of make it broader, because like I say, I think that's more interesting than just rock is dead, no it isn't, blah, blah, blah. Go and check that. Music out from Bill Frizzell. Do yourself a favor. Listen to a bunch of great music. Play a bunch of guitar. Get inspired. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And as always, unfortunately for you, I will catch you again tomorrow.